Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Hello, welcome to Soul of an Empath. I'm Tiffany Kano, and today we have Beth Nelson, who is the type of woman who just has a light around her. And Beth is an inspiration and leader for women who are ready to awaken into the fullest version of themselves at midlife and leave a meaningful impact on the world. As a midlife mentor, confused and disengaged women in their 50s and 60s hire her to build the necessary confidence to create a life full of passion, purpose, and authenticity. Her workshops, retreats, private coaching, and online programs have helped hundreds of women to uncover their unconscious beliefs and make lasting change to feel fulfilled in midlife and beyond. Beth created Ignited Women to unleash the greatly underutilized wisdom of midlife women into the world and foster a cultural shift in how they are seen and valued. She's also a yoga instructor and has guided hundreds of women to a deeper quality of presence through movement and stillness. She's a licensed desire map and fire starter facilitator and a 500-hour certified yoga teacher. So thank you, Beth, for coming today. I'm really thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I The fire starter facilitator, somehow that word just kind of came out at me. What does that mean? Actually, the fire starter, you know, the, the whole theme of my Ignited Women program is about lighting the fire within or reigniting the fire within because it's always there. Mm -hmm. And so the fire starter sessions is what I call, or the fire starter is is what I call my one-on-one sessions because it's about reawakening or going, oh yeah, I forgot I liked that. Or, oh yeah, I am good at that. And just coming back into the brilliance that's already within us. Okay. So it's our fire within us. Okay. Versus like a Tony Robbins firewalker kind of. No, no. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks for the clarity on that. (laughs) So you work with a lot of women who are in their midlife. What age range does that mean to you? Um, I think of it around 45 or 50 to about 60. And it's really... Women identify as midlife. And when you think about it, being 45, if that's your midlife, that means you're going to live to 90. So if, <laughs> you know, a 50 or a 60-year-old really is a little bit beyond midlife. But it's really the, the point where there's a spiritual awakening, a point where a woman takes a look back and says, all right, here I am. Look, I, you know, I thought life was going to turn out one way and it's actually turning out differently. And what am I going to leave behind? Or what about me? I've spent all of these years taking care of others or nurturing a career or a relationship. And so it's that, that moment when women start to take back their power. 
it often corresponds with menopause. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And how can the wisdom of women over 50 play a bigger part in healing our world today? Oh, I love this question. And I have come into a deeper understanding over the last few months, simply because of the status of the world, you know, and having more time for reflection and et cetera. I feel that now is the best time ever for women over 50 to really come into their power because many of the women who, I think there's over 50 million women, 45 to 50 million women over 50 because the baby boomers are coming into that age group. And it's the first time in history that such a large population of educated, committed, competent women who went through the women's movement are coming into midlife and beyond. And with them, they carry so much wisdom and compassion and this capacity to, to act and, and to know how to move things forward. And I think that the world is just crying out for that kind of leadership and the nurturing that's just innate in so many women and that we've developed over the years of taking care of others. So using those skills instead of fading into the background like many women feel they need to do after they go through a midlife transition, using this time to really teach a younger generation or grandchildren or however your passion lies, that you can make a difference, that each person can make a difference. And using all of this capacity and, and compassion to make a difference. Hmm. Thank you. And what do you think can bring more meaning and fulfillment to women in the second half of their life? I think it's really important to find a deeper passion. Um, it could be returning back to a passion that was maybe pushed aside earlier in life due to obligations or, or whatever is happening in the career or raising children, or it can be just something that's developed over the years, finding a deeper purpose so that a woman can sort of really latch onto so that she feels like she's making a meaningful mark in the world with her gifts and talents. So a lot of the work that I do is uncovering, uncovering the gifts that are deep within women and again, may have been pushed aside or felt like it wasn't as important when you were younger. And now there's more opportunities to revisit or really grow into a new part that hasn't been developed. And do you find that this is for like all women in their second half? Or is it more for like women who want to use their gifts in an entrepreneurial way? Or can these gifts be, you know, turned into hobbies and the way they're interacting with their family and friends and life in general? Yeah, it's not only about um, becoming an entrepreneur. It's about being of service and being of service in a way that aligns the, you know, your thoughts and your actions and your passions together so that it brings more vitality. A lot of the women that I speak to say that they feel kind of disengaged, like they're just, their lives are feeling really ho-hum 
they've settled into this groove and it gets a little scary to make big changes when you're so far along in your life. And opening up possibilities of, you know, starting a new hobby or learning how to ballroom dance or, you know, (laughs) whatever the the new passion is. I mean, I, I became a yoga instructor at age 50. It was something that I did as a hobby, and then I turned it into something that has been a part of my career. So, yeah, it's just opening up and, again, igniting, bringing some flame into the spark that's within us all. Mm. And do you do your yoga online or is it in person? I know that, you know, times are a little weird these days. So, yeah, how, how, how do you work with people in yoga now? Um, currently I work through a yoga studio and I'm teaching online and sometimes teaching outside, um, in, you know, in the park, which is wonderful to have, you know, my feet on the earth and, and seeing people in person. But most of the work is online. When I do workshops and retreats, I teach, I bring in yoga or some type of movement because I find that as we start to dive into really getting curious about what blocks they have, it kind of gets stuck in the body. So I really like to foster a deeper mind-body connection as mm-hmm. we're doing this work to make sure that it's really grounded and there's a way to move the energy through. Okay. And um, just out of curiosity, if someone wanted to do virtual online yoga with you, could I insert a, a link for that into our show notes. Oh, absolutely. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I would really appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put, I'll put the link in the show notes for everybody. Great. And um, you also mentioned, you know, when we're going through life and sometimes there's resistance, you know, right before we have a big breakthrough. <laughs> oh, so what kind of resistance tends to show up in, you know, the second half of our life? I think, um, you know, I mentioned a little bit of this already, that this notion that it's too late, that women can just settle for what they have rather than taking a chance and opening up a new part of themselves because it's, it's scary. You know, we have pathways we all create these pathways of habits that get really embedded. And breaking those apart can be painful and it can be a little scary. And it can also bring a lot of freedom. So the resistance that I see a lot of is, well, things aren't that bad. I can get by and there's a possibility for deeper fulfillment and deeper satisfaction, which will keep women, I find, I feel younger. When, I, when I'm, you know, constantly challenging myself to do new things, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm slowing down a little bit in, in terms of, you know, like crazy yoga poses and some physical things and, and doing my best to accept that. And at the same time, I want to be open for new adventures. I want to not have everything figured out and, and continue on the same routine. And I, I really look for women who have that same inkling inside of them that they know that there's something more and how, you know, what can they do to get to it? And can you guide us through a meditation 
that can help us to release that resistance? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, um, you know, I have a lot of influences in the work that I do. I'm really immersed in, in meditation and personal development. And one thing that I learned from Tara Brock, who is a, a Buddhist-based meditation instructor, is this process called RAIN. And RAIN is an acronym, and it means recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. So I'm going to go through, as we go into the meditation, I'm going to go through each of these. And it's, it's used when, in those moments when, say, for example, you have decided that you want to make a change and you start making changes in your habit. And then you come across this, oh, this voice that says, I don't know, this is... <laughs> I've never experienced that, ever. Never. None of us have. <laughs> We're all beyond that. So when those voices or when those challenges, and it may be not even a challenge of your own, but it may be someone who's not accepting the fact that you're, you're changing as a person. And so how do you deal with the reaction of this, this growth spurt? So as you come across a resistance, and so to do this as an example now, I invite you to Close your eyes if, you, if you're able to, or, or bring your thoughts inwards, slow your breath down a little bit. And think about a recent situation or something that's in your mind that's causing a little friction, a little tension, a little uh, disalignment. Often we have something just below the surface. And doing your best not to allow any judgment of what you're feeling or what you're experiencing. Just witnessing it as much as you can. Dropping deeper into your body, moving out of the head and into the heart. And recognize what's the most prevalent emotion or sensation that you're feeling. Again, without judgment, just recognizing. Allowing a few breaths to really bring that in. And moving into allow. I just mentioned allow. It's just the natural place to go. And this is about allowing the pause and allowing the, the deep knowing that life is here for you. You're not fantasizing about the future or having regrets or living into conditions about the past. This is only a space for allowing and seeing what shows up. Investigate. What is it that wants your attention? And what's most difficult with whatever is showing up for you? And how is this reflecting how you believe about yourself? Is there shame or, or um, embarrassment or guilt? 
And where does this pain show up in your body? So this is just investigating, seeing what's there for you. And let your body posture reflect how you're feeling. And just notice how that shifts your way of being. And now nurture. This is the place that you find compassion for yourself. Holding yourself. And if you feel like you're unable to connect to yourself directly, turn to a higher source. Turn to what you know as a higher source. Could be the universe, Christ nature, Buddha nature, God, spirit. And nurture yourself, even if you have to say to yourself silently that over time, You'll recognize your own loving heart within this space and that you'll recognize that whatever challenge is before you is actually a gift. And taking one more deep breath in and exhaling it out. Experience this what you're here to experience, your innate goodness. And if it is appropriate, then maybe a time for you to take a few notes or write into a journal what showed up for you. But this, I find, is a really simple way to bring myself back into alignment, allowing my inner child to be nourished, and my adult self to feel heard and my higher self to be connected. So opening your eyes and coming back into the room. Hmm. Hmm. I feel better just giving that. I know, isn't it great? <laughs> you know, like the the waves of peace and calm. And when I first heard, you know, the title of rain meditation, I, I had this image of me standing out in the rain and letting it just wash away whatever funk or blocks or resistance that I had. And so, yeah, that's very peaceful. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. And it, you know, I ju it just now occurred to me that it, I find it funny that my program is all about fire and ignite, and then <laughs> this is about rain and putting out a fire. <laughs> so it's putting out one fire and then starting another flame. <laughs> Wonderful. And you know, sometimes. We need that, you know, just like the breath, the expansion and the contraction, the inhale, the exhale, the fire, the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. 
What is the key to staying engaged and on track for midlife women? It's creating small incremental changes, celebrating those changes, and creating habits that remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. I have notes and affirmations all over my walls. I have rituals that turn into, you know, or or habits that turn into rituals that then turn into ways of being that start to come more naturally to me. And I, I have a whole bag of those that I've used myself that depending on the person and, you know, their own inclinations and personalities, I, I introduce them as is appropriate. Thank you. And if people want to connect with you and even get another sample of what it's like to work with you, don't you have a free gift for us? Can you tell us about that? Yes, yes. So I um, put together Awaken Your Purpose in Midlife and Beyond, a guidebook. Some of it is a bit of a pep talk, and uh, some of it also provides the little tricks that I just mentioned, um, ways of shifting um, your thoughts or shifting the words that you choose. For example, not, not allowing any age-deprecating words in, you know, to come into your vocabulary, not saying, ah, I'm over the hill, you know, not buying into that. And there is an accompanying um, video that goes with that, that goes into a little bit more detail. And once you download the Awaken Your Purpose guidebook, you'll also have the opportunity, if you choose, to have a session with me, a Clarify Your Soul's Calling session, just a time, a little time with me so that I can understand deeper where your challenges are and see if there's, if there's other ways that I might support. Hmm. How wonderful. And I love that title, Awaken Your Purpose. Yeah, I think when people are floundering in life, sometimes it's because they're just asking themselves, like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? And most of my clients are empathic in nature. So they're big time feelers. And you know, when they're feeling this lack of purpose, it can have them feel so darn depressed and sad and and hopeless even. So the fact that you help people to awaken their purpose can bring about more joy. And I think the key to purpose is not having it be grandiose. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be Mother Teresa you know, saving thousands. <laughs> uh huh. One of one, a big part of my purpose is spreading powerful kindness. Mm. There are ways that it's not, you know, again, saving the world. It's saving, you know, it's taking small little steps and becoming more authentic. And that is felt by others and it will attract things to your life in a different way. Yes. I think my overall purpose is to love. And I, and I have purposes for different things. It's like my spiritual purpose is to connect and be one with God. 
And then my purpose in terms of serving humanity is to facilitate healing and connecting them to source, right? So it's, but all of it, like the umbrella is love. Yeah, it took, I, because I, I could go into the different branches of my purpose as well. And I just recently had this revelation that it's all about kindness, mm. which leads up to love too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I loved that rain meditation that you shared and I, I feel more calm and peaceful after having this uh, podcast with you. Wonderful. So for anybody who wants to get access to Awaken Your Purpose guidebook with Beth Nelson, I'll put the uh, link for it in the show notes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It has been so wonderful to be here with you. My pleasure. Love and blessings to everyone. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Soul of an Empath with Tiffany Kano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.